I can't help but think that these words, John 14 8-10, spoken by Jesus, have to be some of the most profound and beautiful words that I have ever heard. And who but Jesus, could even dare to say them. And in exactly the same way that Jesus tells us, that when we see Him, we can see God, our Heavenly Father, by the words that Jesus said and by all the things that Jesus did, the image that is formed, comes together, of the Father and the Son, as one. And then there is that scripture in Hebrews 1 3-4, which is forever burned into my memory, that reads, And He is the radiance of His glory and the exact representation of His nature, and upholds all things by the word of His power. When He had made purification of sins, He sat down at the right hand of the Majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels, to the extent that He has inherited a more excellent name than they. No, I've never seen God the Father and no, I've never seen God the Son, not with my own physical eyes, but through His grace, I see. And if one loves God's Word, because it points to the reality and beauty of God, then God's Holy Spirit within us, reminds us of those words recorded in the Old Testament by Job, a way back when, before Abraham, before Moses and the law, where Job states. Yet as for me, I know that my Redeemer lives. And at the last, He will take His stand on the earth. Even after my skin is destroyed. Yet from my flesh I will see God. Whom I, on my part, shall behold for myself. And whom my eyes will see, and not another. My heart faints within me. Job 19 25-27. And we think that we know and understand so much. Consider what Job knew. Sometimes, this mind of mine, feels like a whole bunch of little gears, spinning around, but not engaging with one another. There's undoubtedly movement of a sort, but the gears are not coming together, they are not forming a cohesive unity. Each little gear is doing its own thing, but the purpose behind the gears, itself, is not being realized. Jesus, through His words, through all of the things that He did and does, brings that clockwork of gears, into the cohesive unity that it was designed to be. And the result of that cohesive unity is that we see God the Father in Jesus and we see God the Son, in the Father, through the spiritual clockwork of God's Holy Spirit. Ezekiel 11 19, 1 Corinthians 2 14. This mind of mine is not always fully engaged. Some gears may be engaging, but not all. And some, unfortunately, can still just be spinning. But when through God's sheer grace, all of the gears kick in, then the complete picture is formed and what I see isn't me, not me at all. I see my source, I see where my trust resides, I see the all things are possible reality of my Savior and my God. I believe that what Adam once had, in his unity with God, in his dependency with God, in his oneness with God, is being restored. But Adam could not put all the gears back together again into that singular cohesive unity that once existed. Adam couldn't, and we can't, it's beyond his and our capability, because the cohesive unity that was needed to restore it, was broken and only the source of that cohesive unity could restore it again. All religions except Christianity sense this brokenness and point to various ways in which they indicate it can be restored, but it doesn't work, it can't work, because that which is broken cannot fix that which is broken. That is why the veil that separated the holy place from the holy of holies in the temple, was rent in two from the top, from God, to the bottom, to man, and not from the bottom, from man, to the top, to God, when Jesus died on the cross. God and only God did, what only He could do. The only source of fixing what is broken is by that which is not broken, and the source of the cohesive unity is God, and God can and God did do this, through the sacrificial obedience of His perfect only begotten Son. The cohesive unity that Jesus has with the Father, and the Father has with the Son, through the power of God's Holy Spirit was not ever broken, except for once, when Jesus took our rightful place for our sins, on the cross. 
Think my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me, Matthew 27 46, but that was for our sin, not his. Jesus uttered those words for our sake, for our understanding. He well knew what was going to happen. In fact, it was for this very reason that he was sent. But Jesus, because of who he was, unbroken, without sin, had been given the power to restore himself, by our Father, through the power of God's Holy Spirit, because he was never separated from God for his own sins, because he was without sin. The cohesive unity of the Trinity of God always works together. Always. Think John 10:18. No one has taken it away from me, but I lay it down on my own. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it back. This commandment I received from my Father. Read what the Apostle Paul says in Romans 5:12-19 and 1 Corinthians 15:45-49. And then we have the word and promise of Jesus to his disciples and also to us who believe, where Jesus speaks of his pending death and resurrection. John 14:19 Nasp. After a little while. The world no longer is going to see me, but you are going to see me, because I live, you also will live. Because I live, you also will live. Do I see Jesus? Yes I do. Have I seen Jesus? No, I haven't, but I will and so will all of USWHO see Him for who He is and what He and He alone has done, according to His and our Father's will, through the power of His Holy Spirit. Worthy is the Lamb. Blessings.